Were you right. implicated Ms. by Brandon. something from the podcast and Let's you got in trouble it. for it? No. No. All right. Because I, I need to talk about my political connects this week. What? I don't want to offend any of my political connects, so I might have to, you know, scale back a little bit. Oh, okay. JP's going to complain to the uh, debate organizers about the length of time. I was going to say, have there been complaints? <laughs> wow. Damn. Not about time. It's more about content. Like, wait, you did? No, I, I didn't do that. That's, but it said, no, that that was my voice. But it, what I was doing was I was vicariously living through maybe someone else at the time that <laughs> I was speaking such things. You're getting hate? We might call it that. Wow. wow. A little bit of backlash. Hey. I guess any reaction is good reaction. Yeah, I wasn't checking the comment section. Yeah, I should start <laughs> looking at that Wait, now. there's a comment section? <laughs> you set it up, Dan. Yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> wow. And welcome inside the bullpen for episode four. All the usual suspects in the bullpen today. This is the bullpen podcast. We've got Brobes, Evan, JP, and Dan. Ready to wrap sports with you for a little while here. Uh, let's jump right into our top story. Also peep the ranks this week. The college football playoff rankings have been released. Controversy, controversy, controversy. Our top four, Clemson at 8-0. LSU at number two, seven and zero. Ohio State at number three, at eight and zero, and Alabama sneaking in at number four, at seven and one. Gentlemen, your initial takeaways uh, for the uh, for the first ranking here. Well, I said it immediately during the show, and Brandon jumped out and said, "What? Come on, it's not that big of a deal." TCU eight, like you got to be kidding me. I think once again, this committee doesn't give a damn about the Big Twelve, but they still got a big month in November to really prove their worth. I, well, that's because I don't give a damn about the Big 12. And, Ouch. And, well, no, no and, here's, and here's why. I did some research. You want to know why those, t- those four teams are the top four? Defense, defense, defense. I've got stats to back it up, too. All four of those teams are in the top 19 in, yard, in yards allowed per game. And outside of LSU, who's 40th in points per game, the other, the other three are in the top 19 as well. Whereas Baylor comes in at 56 and 59 respectively tcu 60 and tied for 53rd they don't play defense yeah nobody like it's fun to watch you know a game like oklahoma state and texas tech where they're scoring 110 points combined but i don't want to see that in in a semifinal or a final like i want to see good hard-nosed like that's why i love the sec everybody hates the sec so much but i love watching the sec when it's two, two good defensive teams going at it when it's like 19 to 13 yeah like I, those games are fun to watch to me i don't have a problem with the top four uh i just thought tcu should have been higher considering they've they've dominated most of their of their opponents haven't lost yet i think if you have a loss you should be higher but jp you're the college guy uh i have a i have a more capitalistic look at these things i think the first factor is money the second factor would be voter bias and the last factor this is the prelude to 18 playoff in what the next two years because you left Memphis off. Shout out Pat Forty, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that starting out, granted this is the first poll and there's still a lot of football left. You have Notre Dame over Baylor, Michigan State, and TCU and Iowa. One time for Andy Barons, who are still all undefeated. I understand strength of schedule, but like, h- how do you get a? H- how does Notre Dame get five? When Baylor, Michigan State, TCU, and Iowa. Well, like you said, it's brain recognition. Notre Dame's only loss was to who? 
the number one Clemson, Clemson right. at Clemson. So, but Bama, really but Bama is at that. four, and Memphis beat. Ole Miss and Ole Miss beat Bama. So how is Bama so high? So you do that, you and do Ole that Miss, route. You go well, that route. They didn't. Bama, Stanford's in front of like Stanford. It, Stanford. The and Utah. I test the last few weeks. Bama's played better, just as good as anybody in the country. I mean, Ohio State's at three, and they don't really pass the eye test. No, no, they just no, win. I, but I'm just saying. I'm saying for Bama, Bama specifically. Bama's looked like one of the best teams in the country ever since that Ole Miss loss. We'll have to revisit this later. Oh no, no, is, well, I, I, I agree. But I'm not really bugging off of the position. It's just the the numbers don't numbers just don't make sense. Like yeah, Memphis isn't the the toughest team or the highest team, but you, you're going to put Utah and Stanford and one loss Florida in front of Memphis. Like I mean, how 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 are they justifying these things? No, I mean they've said. I heard a one explanation on TV this morning saying that basically they always have the proper excuse for the question being asked to them, even if it contradicts what they said to the question before that. I mean, that's just what this committee does yeah. in terms of picking their rankings and how they do things. I get it. You want to sell tickets. You want to sell television rights to people to watch the games. You know what? It, it, there's always going to be something to complain about with these rankings. I think we just all obviously probably agree well, with that's, that. Well, that's my next point is that these are the first rankings. We still have, right. what, four? You know, we have, what, yeah. Four games, four or five games left. Yeah, weeks left. Who? Why? I mean, everybody making a huge stink about it right now. LSU plays Bama it, yeah, on Saturday. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that and, and TCU and Baylor have to play at each the other. Of the last game of the season. Yeah. So, anybody, which is the Big Twelve championship game? If anybody cares that they don't have a Michigan road State, game. will probably have to. Will will plays Ohio State. So like, th- it's going to sort itself out a little bit, and 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 you're still going to have you know teams that are five and six that are going to be complaining. Like, like when you say you say this is a prelude to the eight-game playoff, guess what? Like, if, if this was an eight-game playoff right now, you'd still have Iowa and Florida who could still make claims to be in that top eight. It, it doesn't matter how big you make the playoff. You're still going to have people complaining about it in the end. Like, that's always going to happen. Even when you had the NCAA basketball tournament and there's 64 teams or 68 teams now, you still have people that are upset as to why they're not in. And they need to show us the ballots. They need to show us the requirements. So that we can hold these "quote unquote" voters accountable for what they're actually doing, because they they should be required to have it make sense to us. Well, the, like I, it makes I, sense the ballots should be like, or if there are ballots or however they do it, you should see it out in the open. It needs to be like, public. Yeah. Well, Evan, to your point about TCU, is there any reason that TCU shouldn't be ranked above Baylor? They shouldn't be ranked above Baylor. I mean, they, I mean, they are. They sh- they should be. Do you think that they should be ranked above Baylor? Because CBS Sports Jerry Palm made a point that Baylor's strength of schedule is just above Houston, who is also undefeated but ranked 25th in these rankings. So they're they're highly overrated, and they'll drop as soon as they lose a game without their quarterback. I mean, but, they're literally penalizing Baylor for finishing off the majority of their football games before halftime. Like I understand the strength of schedule is the biggest deal, but I mean they're putting up, they win their average margin of victory is over three scores. I mean that should count for something. That that should still count. Like the hundredth over the hundredth easiest schedule in the country. But if we're watching the full games, like even the backups are blowing people out, so it's just not all right. We're running a cakewalk. Like my redshirt freshmen are coming in and scoring multiple tugs. So does it come down to TCU Baylor for that last spot, or do or does the Big Twelve get chapped? Here? It did last year. Yeah, I, I could they, very well see them getting chapped again because yeah. they don't have a conference championship game again. They don't have that extra bonus game to make a statement in the well, last week, which last we see always seems to tie. make a difference. Correct. 
It's it's funny that their conference slogan is one true champion, but they finished in a tie. Don't have a championship game. So yeah. The Big 12 just shoots itself in the <laughs> foot makes, without that changing. That makes zero sense. So we'll see what happens next week when the next ranking comes out. Of course, that LSU-Alabama game is uh, will make a huge difference. Well, there's, there's three, three big games this weekend. Because yeah. Florida State still plays Clemson. That's, so right. that's not a cake. That's right. nope. Especially at 12 and a half. 12 and a half. It's a huge line. We'll get to that a little bit later. The Jeez. NFL season, halfway through, guys. We're halfway through the NFL season. Guys, it seemed like it flew by this year already. That's, I, I Every year, like you get excited in the off season, like March comes around, free agency, the draft hits, I don't camps. Okay, <laughs> most people outside of J- <laughs> JP, um, but then like as soon as the season hits, it's like bang, 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 bang. You know, you're right. It's gone so fast. Well, and I mean, here we are. Slow down. Halfway through the season, not a lot has been decided. Some uh, some divisions are closer than others. Some of them are terrible. Let's get everybody's midseason impressions so far. Have you want to start? Yeah, I think it's got to be the dysfunction in Indianapolis. I mean, this was easily, Huge surprise. for a lot of people, a Super Bowl favorite, Andrew Luck MVP. Uh, you know, even though they signed some older pieces in Frank Gore and Andre Johnson, a lot of people thought there'd be some complimentary parts that would fit in and make these guys uh, Super Bowl contenders, and they just look terrible. Um, three and five to start, but still First, First in the place, AFC yeah. South. Um, it's got to th- be the weakest division in the NFL. Oh, without a doubt. I, I think that's easily still. Um, I mean, hey, the Titans are one and six, and they're still in the title chase. Yeah, just two so, games out. I think that's the biggest <laughs> biggest impression with me so far. Probs? Um Your top five leading rushers heading into week nine. These are some of these names you might have thought would be in there, but you would not have thought to see Devontae Freeman, Chris Johnson, Adrian Peterson, especially like with all of his situation and everything coming off last year, and the rough offensive line, Doug Martin and Todd Gurley are your top five leading rushers wow. in the NFL, which is pretty amazing. You you thought it was going to be like Murray, McCoy, you know, all these, you know, Le'Veon Bell, not the injury prone guys, minus Le'Veon. Well, yeah. but I'm just saying, like you 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 figured it was going to well, Murray was the NFL's leading rusher last and year, and you knew that spray tan would never. I be know, that again. but still, you figured he was at least going to get. You know, get his to some degree, but you, Devonte Freeman, Chris Johnson wasn't even on a roster. You know, he signed with the Cardinals in what week one, week two after yeah, after late. after getting shot. Yeah, yeah, he got shot. <laughs> <laughs> he still has the fragments in his uh, in his arm because they're not able to remove it because it might mess him up. That's crazy. This is like this is crazy. like 2008 with him and Peterson all over again. Like they're CJ2K. Yeah, and JP. Doug Martin. JP, what you got? Uh, I'm more surprised with Peyton Manning and how he has been ineffective but effective and his team is still undefeated. He, uh, at one point, had more interceptions than touchdowns, but his team is thriving. That defense is definitely holding them together. What, a week ago, his brother threw for six touchdowns and Peyton threw for none, and his brother lost and Peyton still won. So I'm I'm impressed with the Broncos at this point because they uh, they are strong. I like defense. To that point, exactly, Dan. It, it kind of stands to the, impress, the impressive defensive performances and how that's carried teams. Like, in recent years, it's been so much about the offense and how many points you score. Panthers. But exactly, Denver, yeah. Carolina are two teams who have shown with their defenses you can have average quarterback play, and and to a certain degree, New England's too. Yeah. New England's defense has yeah. been fantastic. Everyone mimicking that 2000 Ravens squad just got a front your quarterback 17 plus points. Yeah. Should be good to go. Well, for me, it goes right to what you're saying, Evan, about the Panthers. I'm just wondering when they're actually going to falter. But if you look at their schedule going forward, they have the big game this week against the Packers, but. I mean, don't forget, this was a playoff team last year. They were 
sub 500, but they but were they, a playoff they were team. Like, they, it was like the Colts last year. That NFC South was horrendous last year. And shout out to Cam Newton for doing the most with the least on that offense. Yeah. MVP candidate Cam Newton. But if you look ahead, after this, they've got two meetings with the Falcons. But other than that, they're not playing a 500 team. Yeah, they're playing, I think, the NFC East, East the only team terrible. they've got to play, or they've playing Washington, the Giants, and I think the Cowboys is is the ones in that division they have left, and those are easily winnable yeah. games. I mean, this team... Can, Romo in December? Please. I mean, even if they lost both games to the Falcons, which they probably will split that, let's just say. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a 13-3 and that's a 13 and three team. We're 14-2 and two team. Yeah. Which is that, just, which it's makes just amazing. This game, which makes this game against the Packers this weekend Huge. even bigger. Huge. Because if they can win, that gives them two games in hand with an easy schedule on the stretch. That gives them the home field advantage lead. One more thing. The Raiders, the Jets, and the Vikings all right now would be playoff teams. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's something for you. Yeah. All right. Well, we're halfway through the season. One season. God, I hate Daniel Snyder. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are halfway through that season, but one season that did end this week. The World Series culminating in Game 5 as the Kansas City Royals win their first championship in three decades. That gives me a question quickly. <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> While we're here, let's, uh, let's make our way-too-early predictions for the 2016 World Series. Um, I will give you this. According to Bovada, Vegas has the Chicago Cubs favored to win the 2016 World Series. Next up, the Royals again, the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Cardinals. Anybody have any picks here? Give me the Cubs. They're going to sign David Price. I took it out of my mouth. Sorry. I think there's one other team that I would throw in there. I, I like Dusty Baker in Washington. Yeah. Oh, I, agree I thought with, you were going to go with, with the Strohs. No. I agree with that. You, yeah. like, you like the Expos? I like, I, like the, I like the Orioles, too. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the, the reason I don't like the Nats is that half of his starting rotation is going to end up needing Tommy John surgery that's true. by the end of next year. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the concern, obviously, for them is staying healthy and making sure Bryce Harper doesn't punch out Jonathan Papelbon. <laughs> well, just get rid of Jonathan Papelbon. Yeah, but actually, the Astros, you, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'll, Astros I'll take that card from me, too. Yeah, that would be the other one. I like that. Yeah. Buck so. Showalter is going to turn around the, the Orioles. The, the Royals took the win out of our sales two years ago, but we'll get it back. It's all good. All right, well, we got a ways to go until uh, baseball season uh, yeah, Dan, don't kicks rush off it. again. Don't I, you know, rush why it. not, though? I mean, it just ended this week. There was some, uh, some social buzz about something that went on after the, uh, after the big win, though. JP, you got to fill us in on that? So the Royals had a parade. Yes, they Kansas did. City. <laughs> yes, they That's did. usually what champions do. I feel like they should have shut the entire city down because what what do people really do in Kansas City? <laughs> well, didn't they shut the city down anyway? They did. It was what four hundred and thirty thousand, four hundred forty thousand is the population, and it was like more than eight hundred thousand people in the parade showed up. So for, for the parade, we should have just shut it down so much that people were parking their vehicles on expressways in public parks <laughs> and walking to the parade destination or destinations, which is kind of unheard of. So, like, hardcore fan or dangerous human beings? Well, are they parking in the breakdown lanes? Or are they parking in the middle? No, okay, they're you're all, showing they're me all, a picture. Like, it's like, now, is that a scene from the parade or is that a scene from Walking Dead? That's exactly what the uh, <laughs> caption says on that photo, actually. Right, yeah. This oh, is a no, shot of an on-ramp, and literally it's three lanes off, and literally across all three lanes are cars filling up the entire everyone, off-ramp. Everyone parked and walked. Yeah. No, that's that's a little, little dangerous. But it's got to be a lot harder in a, we'll say, a smaller city than, like, San Francisco, where they have all the transit, and they, I yeah. mean, they can bring a million and a half people down to market. I mean, it was it was packed last year, don't get me wrong, but... Grassy knolls off of the side of the highway yeah. have cars See, parked there as well. See, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I can that, understand that. At least you're, like, you're not 
in the street. Like, well, I'm sure that filled up quickly, and that's because when people I, you went know to what? The... There are probably some Cardinals fans that live in that area, and yeah. they probably wanted to go to work or wherever, and they probably couldn't get to they it. They must have been the most bitter people. They in the were probably world that day. so bitter, yeah, because they lose to the Cubs in the playoffs, <laughs> and then you watch the the opposite team win. But at the same time, I don't really feel bad for Cardinals fans because they've been one of the best teams in baseball. They, for the last but they decade. probably are still bitter about losing that 85 World Series. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> to the Royals. Yeah. Right. All right, Brobes, you had another social moment from this week. Uh, what, did I? what did you find for us? I saw somebody retweet this, and it was a video of Steph Curry and his wife lip syncing like a line. And I didn't know what the movie was from, but Dan like leaned over. Oh, yeah. And because Dan has a small child who enjoys the movie Frozen. That's not the he, reason. He knew exactly what, where it was Dan from. Dan loves Frozen. And I just thought, and, and the caption above it said uh, something along the lines of like, I can't believe these guy, you know, these people let this guy go off for 40 on a nightly basis on him, you know, something along the lines of like that, because he's, you know, he's the best player in the NBA. And here he is, you know, just, he's just showing his personality. But think about it. If you are NBA basketball player, a guard at that. Yeah. And you see Steph sink. This is what he does in his free time. Is yeah, exactly. frozen, And, and he goes on the court and cooks it. you. And no. then he just, then he just, it. yeah. Oh no. He was really into it. <laughs> they yeah. both were. Yeah. I mean, they're literally just trying to top Riley and failing, but still. Yeah. That, that, that would have been better. Yeah, if they would have had Riley, Riley in, in there. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Done. But yeah, getting cooked by a guy who knows Frozen lyrics doesn't bode well in the locker room. Right, yeah. Can you that does nothing. Like, when, when he goes off for 45 tonight against the Clippers, like, Chris Paul's just going to be like, I got to start watching me some Disney movies. <laughs> yeah, Chris Paul, you better not be on skates when we re- revisit this next week. He doesn't matter if it's frozen or not. Chris Paul's on skates against Steph Curry. Oh. Ah, Chris Paul, man, clap back. Defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a part of Team Jordan. You're in, you're endorsed. I mean, come on, man. Don't hang us out to dry like that. At least give some effort. Slide your feet. Read your cues. I'm out of options. He's gonna get... <laughs> I'm out of options. <laughs> man, Chris Paul going to get barbecued. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, man. All right, let's move on to one of our favorite segments oh. here on the podcast. I know this uh, is the one I get the most, you know, JP, about. we got a little dating advice. And I'm not going to pretend to know anything about this story. Yeah. In one either. word, Evan, if you want to help jump in, because you know the story well, too. This isn't dating. Zola. This Evan isn't actually dating, tried though. to explain it to me earlier. And I, I was just it. like, yeah, I'm not following. I don't even understand it. That JP, I'm assuming you understand more no, deeply I than I do. I want Evan to go first, and then I'll chime in, because this is going to be great coming from his perspective. Oh, yeah. All right, wow. keep it slow, James. All right. Go on. <laughs> So, all I really got to say is the name Zola. And if you're hearing this, you probably know what I'm referring to. The story that apparently blew up on Twitter uh, last couple weeks regarding this girl who used an Instagram handle named Zola, but her name, uh, my internet's not working. Isaiah King. Isaiah King is her name. Basically, she wanted to make some money stripping. Had a guy friend involved, and then the guy friend knew another girl. So Zola and the other girl are going to start stripping. They're going to go to Florida to make more money doing it, (coughs) yada, yada. This guy basically acted as her pimp to get her down there. Said, oh, you're going to make $30,000 in the night, whatever. They started dancing, realizing they actually weren't making that much money. Whole circle drags on, eventually ends up, I'm reading the full story today, ends up in Nevada, and I just, I, it's just crazy. Then was involves, like, the, involved? the guy friend was going to, like, <laughs> kill himself, and I mean, it's just, like, crazy. Anyway, again, I don't know Evan it probably well. as well. The chick's from Detroit. 
she works at Hooters. She's also uh, said. an exotic dancer. Right. She had a customer come in who was Jess in the story. Turns out that Jess is Jess in real life. Uh, Jess was with her partner who said, we dance. And she was like, come with me to Florida. And then Zola said, I just made 15 racks. For you guys that don't understand the lingo, 15 racks will be $15,000. Looks it looks right at me. No, no. <laughs> hey, that actually helped me too. Yeah. So so she made 15 racks. So she was they like, don't get us, JP. It's, no. all, it's all good. So she said, I made 15 racks. Let's go back down there. So they go to Florida together. They'd start dancing at one club the first night. And Jess, which is the white homegirl, doesn't make any money, but Zola made out. So then they went to the trap. For those who don't <laughs> understand, the trap is when you kind of set up a session for uh, adult hanky-panky. <laughs> Shenanigans. So, also, thank you for clarifying. All right. Yeah, so, so now we're in on. the middle of all the ghetto karma suturing, <laughs> Jess had brought her boyfriend, Jarrett, and this cat, Jarrett, is a complete nutcase. When he found out that Jess had been on, you know, on the road getting her stats up, he started punching himself in the face. He started screaming that he wanted to go home. Like, the, the story is amazing. Like, the, the story is just great. Uh, one of the best parts, the highlights of the story, is that Jarrett, at one point, attempts to kill himself. And in his feeble attempt to kill himself, I know suicide's not funny, but the way he did it is hilarious. They were at a hotel, and he was like, if you don't come back home with me, I'm going to kill myself. And she was like, all right, well, I'm getting this money, so I'm not shaking. So he runs out and jumps over the balcony, but his pants get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just hanging from the balcony by his jeans. <laughs> so again, the whole thing about this whole story, though, too, is that uh, that's what supposedly she tells the story what's happened. But then this isn't apparently what actually happened. There's like dispute about did he actually try to jump off and his pants get caught? Did he just say he was going to do it and he didn't do it? And now all these people started following the story on Twitter and started a GoFundMe to turn this into a movie. And I get mean, it produced. you were watching on HBO. It will work on. This sounds like a lifetime Netflix. movie. But like there's a pimp. There's a pimp yeah. who Z who had to get him off the balcony after he tried to, to kill himself. But the the gnarly part is that the characters are real. Like everybody who was quote unquote in the story is an authentic person. She used real names. Like they have Twitters, they have Facebooks, they may have been deleted now or before. Well, well just because they have online profiles doesn't mean they're real people. That's true. The con- I watch enough catfish to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but people just like the content of the story is the issue. Like the Jess chick right. is saying it didn't happen in this order, but some of this did happen. It's like, well, wait, are you embellishing what you actually did? And the Jared guy's like, well, half of this and this isn't true. I mean, I, I thought it was a great piece of uh, of work. There was character development. There were plot twists. There was great I, tone. I feel like we just lost JP to yeah. the set of this movie. The cast was racially diverse. <laughs> and it also passed the Bechdel test. If you don't know what the Bechdel test is, that's when uh, a work of fiction uh, features at least two women who talk about more than just a man. So look, man, it was deep. Like, they did well. The, well, Zola the, did well. It's a great the, story. The tweets are not yeah. suitable for work or podcasts or anywhere. But like, may, maybe is, we'll drop a is, link so you can see it because you, you guys got to read it. I mean, you have to read yeah, it. Yeah, this is. I got a link. Dan, you can post a link. You can see all 128 tweets in full. People were Zola for Halloween. All they did was put the tweets on a cardboard and walked around <laughs> talking about trick or treat. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, if you've listened to the podcast before, uh, we've, we've discussed Ronda Rousey, and I thought, JP, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on some of her uh, some of her dating advice as well. This was an interview she did with, with Maxim. Uh, she took some uh, reader questions about uh, things that she would prefer in her life. So uh, first one was, uh, what's the best thing to wear on a first date? Let's get JP's reaction. We'll sit with Ronda. I mean, we'll tell the listeners, this is a male asking her these questions. Yes. Uh, they're all males. It kind of would have been cool to have a chick ask her a question, but that's a different <laughs> conversation. But uh, her reply is, don't wear skinny jeans. Not a fan. If your jeans are so tight that you have to stand up to put something in your pocket, they're too skinny. Your thoughts? Like, okay, next. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jay's walking out on that one. You're uh, you spent a lot of time in Southern California. The sexiest date a guy can plan, Rhonda says, a pickup truck took me out to Malibu Mountains in L.A. That's the perfect date. Is that where you take her? Like, there's... She sounds so, like, so dense. Like, I want to hang out in the back of a pickup truck and drink beers. Like, that. there's nothing sexy about that. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I would never take a woman on a date, quote-unquote date, in the back of a pickup truck. Like, I mean, what does that sound like? That sounds like some backwoods-type, down-south... Like yeah. it sounds like she's from Texas it, or something. It does not sound like a girl who went to high school in Santa Monica, right? Like you, would you? You wouldn't want to take her home to your mom. Like she'd want to shotgun beers with your mother. She'd probably well, put your mom in an yeah, arm bar right here at the end. Even worse, Brobes, yeah. you'll appreciate this. As far as the best present, if a guy showed up at my door with buffalo wings and cider beer, that'd oh, be it for me. Yeah. Yeah, getting your pickup. All the wings. It sounds like my fiance. <laughs> All the wings. Hey, on Jumpman, on Jumpman, Future said chicken wings and fries. We don't go on dates, so she actually might be on the sun with that one. So she gets half a point. All right. Next up, uh, the one essential meal every guy should know how to make. She hey. says. She says pancakes. I mean, pancakes is cool. I ought to win with French toast. Or maybe some waffles. I mean, but it, it's difficult to mess up pancakes. I mean, I feel, feel oh, like she's kind of... I could do it. I could mess up pancakes. Oh, yes. Wait, don't... I could burn don't, those Man, don't tell people that. Oh, no, no, no. My, my <laughs> I'm married. I'm good. knows I'm, I'm not a good cook, Well, so. yeah, Dan is yeah. Dan is two for two, so he he's uh, shooting 100. Yeah. All right. Well, A-plus is a chef, so no, no, nobody trip. <laughs> uh, that, that one's fine, too, so she's at another half a point, so that's one point. All right, last one. Uh, one thing a guy should never do in the bedroom... Uh, and she said, if my teeth are repeatedly hitting your teeth, there's a problem with what you're doing. How old is Ronda Rousey? Yeah, exactly and, what I was just saying. I mean, like, wait, what? <laughs> we were worried about teeth touching teeth? That's junior high stuff. <laughs> like, just, I, I remember my I, first kiss. Exactly what I'm <laughs> Jeez. And, and this is the woman who, who you listeners, viewers, men and women also are enamored with. Like, there's, there's nothing appealing to her on paper. <laughs> Let's move on to another one of our favorite segments here in the show. It's This Actually Happened, featuring the always entertaining Tom Brokaw. Tom's here to introduce our first story. Tom? Warriors owner Joe Lacob admits he slept with the NBA championship trophy and says, leave it to the imagination in terms of what happened in the bedroom. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd use boudoir. <laughs> in the boudoir. <laughs> Wait, so he's trying to say that he uh He said he had a lot we had a lot of fun with it. Some of the Larry O'Brien trophy. This right. thing's what? Um couple feet high? The big gold statue with the basketball on top of it. What the hell are you gonna do with that in the bedroom? Yeah, Joe Lacob, you're disgusting. I just can't believe he said use your imagination or I'll leave it to your imagination. Yeah, why, would you, just, why would you insinuate that? Exactly. Like, why? Yeah, why would you insinuate imagination? that? They probably just sat in the bed with Bull's ice cream and watched Love Actually. 
Because it's not like the Stanley Cup where like you could put ice cream in the top of it and eat out of it. True. You know, Beer. there's a bowl or the claret jug in golf. You could do you drink out of it. Like there's it, there's nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, he should try to he should try to get that retracted or something. A la the 49ers tweeting that nonsense and then having the Atlanta Falcons retweeted with the O. Dude, that was beautiful. <laughs> that apparently they won to play Blaine Gabbert last week in St. Louis. Have him replace Colin Kaepernick, but the Niners wanted to put Gabbert at home against a weaker Falcons defense. Against a lesser defensive opponent. Yeah. So the Falcons Twitter account sees that and just quotes the tweet and says, Oh. oh. So Blame Gabbert's Gabbert gonna be to better die. than terrible on Sunday? No, I think <laughs> I think Because the, he's playing Atlanta versus St. Louis. Well, it gives the Falcons more motivation to go out and just rip them. Pretty yeah. much. And they just hired a pretty good defensive guy as their coach this year. His name so. is Quinn, yeah. something, something like that. Yeah. Staying, staying on the Niners, I, I feel I feel like we need to address Jed York having less than zero manners. How do you bench your franchise quarterback a day before his twenty eighth birthday? <laughs> like, what kind of a human does that? Do you? Would you rather him bench him after yes. his twenty eighth birthday? The yes. day after. I mean, why would you do it before my birthday? The night before my birthday? Like, he hey, doesn't care about not, his birthday. You're not playing yeah. anymore. It, it's all business. They didn't care about him when they signed him to that that deal that they could cut him after any season for over I mean, the next clearly, like, decade. I, the only thing I'll say is that they do that probably did it on Monday, right? And that mm-hmm. was right. So you got to do it on the Monday. Reps yeah. all year because so if you, you show up to practice on Tuesday and Gabbert's taking first team reps, people are going to know that. I mean, we got we got two Niner fans here, so I mean, are we calling for Jed York and Trent Balky's head, or what, what are we doing moving forward? Are we putting him in the Dan Snyder conversation as the worst of the worst? He's definitely easily got into the top five worst owners in the NFL very quickly. Yeah, quickly. I mean, it's turned it's turned very. I mean, then again, too, you look even before the Harbaugh era when the Yorks had taken over. Uh, there was a lot of hatred then already towards them. Mm-hmm. But I think the Harbaugh uh, success kind of clouded that and let people forget about maybe how the front office was actually operating. But now that they're losing again, people are going, oh, yeah, you guys actually really aren't that great at your jobs. They could have drafted a quarterback on multiple drafts and chose not to. That's that's interesting. Well, I think Andy Dalton was the pick after Kaepernick. That is correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was a third-round mm-hmm. pick. They could have had him. You know, I mean, there's. The, I don't so. think Russell Wilson would have succeeded here under that regime. No, regardless. No. So, agree with you. I mean, it's it's a little bit of, obviously of Kaepernick regressing, but it's a lot to do with very dysfunctional front office, locker room, coaching staff, all that. So, how long did they give Tom Sula? He's only seven games in. I feel like he's he's the extension of. Trent Balky, so well, yeah. he, he just yeah, does what he's he, told. Yeah, he's got he's got as as long of a leash as he wants, as long as he keeps saying well, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, as long as ownership is the same, he's probably not going anywhere. Yeah, but you're right; it's dysfunction. Who's who's worse, San Jose State or? Oh, never mind. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> wow. I apologize. I appreciate that. Let's move on to something new. We're going to try this week a segment called Random Shots. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys heard this, but earlier this week, we're taking shots. The, we should. Uh, the world, well, maybe we just took shots at the Niners, yeah. but the World Health Organization announced this week that hot dogs cause cancer. So I thought it'd be interesting. Uh, I found an article, uh, Kobayashi. You know, you know what else causes cancer? Breathing. Breathing. Yeah, that's true. Well, that, and that's <laughs> exactly your, what I was going to say. Your cell phone in your pocket, standing too close to the microwave, picking your nose with your left hand, <laughs> tying your shoe with On your mouth Tuesday. open. And, yeah. and that's where I was going yeah. with this. Uh, a reporter asked Kobayashi, who won the Nathan Hot Dog Eating Contest six times in a row, he said, you know, how do you feel about that? He says, well, 
they've declared a lot of things dangerous. So what isn't dangerous for you? Right. And so anyway, on that note, I thought it would be interesting now that hot dogs are off the table to find out if you guys had to do a eating contest, eating challenge or competitive eating, what food would you choose? Ooh. I would definitely choose yams. Yams. I will fully. I, I will fully eat that yams. That is obscure. I, I was. Say, I will eat yams until. Well, you're talking I, about this week. Yeah, I, I'll eat yams until I pass out, literally <laughs> and figuratively. I just think I'd be so heavy. That's fine. This is a competition, and I want to win, so I'm gonna pick what I love. That's great. I'm gonna let Evan go last because he's got a story, but um, I'd probably go with boneless wings. Or just just wings in pre- in general. Yeah. I mean, I know. Go I'd mild be, sauce. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be bad. <laughs> Can you imagine the habanero? Oh. Get about through about two of those. No, thank you. Uh, if Evan's going to go last, I, I, I have to say pizza. Like, I can put pizza. That, would, that, On that Sundays here, second for me. I can put pizza away. I can keep going. I mean, I, I will feel terrible later, but I can keep He's going. That would be my thing. He's trying to tell you to order more pizzas on Sundays. No, 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 no. Don't do that. It's got to be, gotta be specific, so I know it's not Chicago deep dish pizza. No, no, no. It's a round table, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's. And what uh, kind? Your, your oh, wife, that's your a completely pizza. different conversation that's if we're true. talking pizza chains. Uh, actually, probably the, the, the easiest one would be like New York thin crust, like mm-hmm. really, really thin crust. It's your competition, so cheese. you tell us. That's where I'd go right. first. But I could do round table, too, because that's pretty good. Ev? Well, not so much like what would I do. Actually, the answer to that would probably be I'd do sushi. You do little like really? tuna rolls. I can nail those down all day. But uh, when I saw this, oh, that we I were think gonna... the guy who chose yams <laughs> made like, a disgusted face. Yeah. I mean, yam, yams are sweet. They're carbs. I mean, sushi is like all oh, salty. I need my fish filleted. Oh, see, I like salty food. That's just me. But, um, <laughs> you know, I've done a hot dog eating competition. And I did it on TV for TV. You beat, you beat Kobayashi? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't beat Kobayashi. So when I worked uh, at a TV station up in Washington, it was 4th of July. So Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest was the big event of the mm-hmm. day, sports-wise, yeah. really. And famous. Nothing's going is. on. Yeah. Um, so the sports director I worked with and I said, well, let's do a hot dog eating contest. And basically, I don't know why we did it this way, but for the 6 p.m. news, we basically decided, well... Evan will just eat a bunch of hot dogs and see how many he can eat in like four minutes because we had basically like a five minute sports block and that's it. So we did a quick thing on the Nathans and then it was me eating as many hot dogs as I could for four minutes. What technique did you pick? Uh, did you dunk I, the I did the buns? I did dunk the buns and that was the weirdest thing, man. Oh, it was because it's it all wet. soft it looks and mushy. Uh, did Did you Google Kobayashi or any of his techniques? Because he has three of yeah. them that are very effective. Yeah, no, I didn't. I just the, I just, the split in half, the the it. dogs first, then the, the the bread later. I just took the whole thing, dog and bun. <laughs> How many did you it? Go excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. Um, I okay. So so I in that run again. It was about four minutes. <laughs> I did like five and a half. That's still a lot of hot So dogs then we do. still had the 11 o'clock news, and it was like, well, we got another block to kill. Um, let's do it, do it, it again. again. <laughs> oh, no. So this time I went head to head with the sports director and the news anchor. She like moderated it or whatever, officiated it. And of course, at that point, <laughs> I didn't feel full, but I'm, you know, not able to go at it. He's well, as I would like, theme song you know, playing in his head. Were you sweating after you already had five earlier in the day? Yeah, like, no, thank you. So we did about five minutes on that one, and I think I did. I think I did four and a half on that one too. So but, basically, but, I had ten hot dogs. But did you win? No, I lost that second time because I was going so much slower because I, you know, had eaten so much earlier. I just was not feeling up for doing it all over again. So what did the director get? Six? He's seven? never eaten a hot dog since. Oh then, yeah, I bet you he haven't. got like six or seven. Oh, I have. I've eaten I know, hot dogs I'm since kidding. then. So. 
Um, wow. Yeah, but so I didn't realize that now they're saying it can cause cancer, but so can bacon apparently now and all this other crap. Oh, it's like I don't care if bacon causes cancer. Just, as long as I don't do another hot dog eating contest, I think I'll be okay. That's that's something Man. that I could do a contest of bacon. Bacon eating contest? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ugh, no swine. <laughs> wow. That's a great story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want Evan's autograph. I'll he's, find he's the video. Legit, yeah, yeah, there's video. I have the video somewhere. I'll, I'll find it on the blog man. somewhere. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's move on to our one-liner game previews for this week. Some big matchups in college football. With you up the first one, JP. Number 16, Florida State number one. These are the college football playoff rankings. That's Clemson. Clemson, 12.5-point favorites in this game. Blasphemy. And I dig Dabo in the Clemson Tigers, but you're going to beat Florida State? By two scores? No, nah, man, that's that's not gonna happen. Blasphemy. Does Clemson win? I feel like Clemson has a very, very good chance to to be victorious in this football game, but by two scores, nah. You're just not gonna you're not gonna beat a Florida State team like that. Yes, it's at Clemson, I understand, but Dabo's not the greatest coach on the planet, and he'll find a way. That Notre Dame game was close, and it shouldn't have been close. Two points, right? And, and when they won the game on what? defensively on the last drive that's not to say that this is the same team but if Dalvin Cook is even 75 percent healthy and he breaks a few runs Clemson could be in trouble so 12 and a half that's that's a slap on the face and some extra motivation for the Knolls all right Evan number eight TCU five point favorites at number 14 Oklahoma State uh Trevon takes TCU to blow out win I think TCU wins beta at Oklahoma State. Covering the five and some. Yep. Number two, LSU. At number four, Alabama. Bama, six and a half point favorites here. All right, JP, you're going to like this one. The silverback gorilla goes down. Wait, oh. what? Oh. I'm going to make the case here for Bama to slow down Fournette, okay? So is LSU not going to slow down Derrick Henry? Are, is LSU losing the game through the air? I think I think Bama wins. How? I think Henry gets away. All right, but let me make the case about Fournette here, all right? LSU has faced one rushing defense in the top 50 this season, and that was Florida, who's 15. Everyone else is 59 or higher, including Eastern Michigan, the worst-run defense in the country. Okay. Fournette averaging, I think it's almost five, five yards a carry, basically. Okay. Um. Yeah. Eastern Michigan gave us 6.7 yards of carry this year. Florida has held teams of 3.4. Alabama is the third best run defense in the country, averaging less than 2.7 yards per carry. I think they hold him under 100 yards. Okay, I have a question, though. Okay. When was, okay, in your stats. Yes. When, can you, can you please find the last time that Alabama had to tackle a silverback gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. Hard to argue with that. Al okay, elephant, silverback gorilla. The silverback gorilla is winning. Too agile and strong. Elephant won't see it. Okay, it's too quick. All right. Wow. I'll give you that. But anyway, and that's, that's, that's my case. That's, that's, that's why I'm that's taking that's his call. All right. So Ev takes Bama over LSU. Let's move on to the NFL. Only a couple of big matchups here. Brandon, you got these uh, Green Bay two and a half point favorites in Carolina. Uh, Superman becomes lactose intolerant. You like to play on cheese? Yeah, there you oh, go. I did it. I did it. Yeah, I think the Packers win this one. Peyton Manning and the Broncos facing Peyton's former team, the Colts. Denver, five-point favorites in this one. Uh, 
God, I don't. I guess Peyton's air show. I, I think he gets it going in the air against the Colts. I don't care. Vontae Davis doesn't scare me too much, and it's indoors. So, um, and if Vontae Davis takes out Demarius Thomas, you still got Vernal. You know, Vernal. Now they're, now they're you, you mean Virgil and Vernon? Yeah, you mean Virgil? Virgil and Vernon. And Who's the second guy? And Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> I know him. Virgil Green. Okay, I know him. Yeah. Vernon Davis. I, okay, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, Vernon Davis is going to have a good week. All right, first and foremost, we are all fans here in the bullpen. And uh, let's move on to our fan final score predictions for this week. Everybody's playing this week. Let's start with college. Gentlemen, Arizona State versus Wazoo. Oh, am I going first? Sure. Uh, Washington State covers. like That game last week, yeah, ASU got screwed by some calls. And um, I, th- just playing on the road in cold weather, like I just don't – it doesn't do anything for me for ASU. I think Washington State wins – 38 28 yep yeah that's, that's a good that's a good prediction i'm gonna be the bit more optimistic one reverse jinx <laughs> i'm gonna go uh 35 31 asu Ooh. Coog's gonna coog. number 30 just makes me so sad every time we talk about asu now san jose state byu san jose state byu are we going to this game Isn't minus this the game 13 Melanie's and a half no 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 End of the month. Okay. Minus 13 and a half. Gosh, this sucks. This is just set up for us to get embarrassed. I'm going to say BYU 42, San Jose State 10. Wow. Oh, boy. We got to stop doing these pig segments with Dan. No, it's true, though. Yeah. I mean, you don't throw a 13 and a half point line unless, I mean, Vegas knows. 12 and a half from Florida State and Clemson? If we revisit this next Thursday or and Wednesday. We will. And we will. And Florida State wins or loses by a field goal, you can be like Vegas. You're you're ridiculous. Let's let's move on to right, the Trojans. Yeah. USC minus eighteen versus Arizona. Yeah, on I, the road. Yeah, they might. They'll win the football game, but I don't. I don't know if they'll cover. That's like a trap game for SC. The, looking over a terrible Arizona team. Arizona gave up forty nine points to Washington. You're you're forgetting how USC plays these days. They're a little Jekyll and Hydeish. So what's your final? Uh, USC 27 17. 10 point win for the Trojans. Wow. All right, moving on to the NFL. We'll start with you, JP. Redskins, Patriots. The Patriots, 14 point favorites in this ballgame. Hey, last time we played, uh, <laughs> it was 52 to 7. So I feel as though this time it'll be closer. It, it's got to be. <laughs> we, it got to be worse. We got to at least have it to be, you know, fifty-two fourteen. <laughs> Is that what you're calling? Let's, I mean, let's go like fifty-two seventeen. I could use that for Brady on my fantasy team. Actually, Tom won't. He won't throw fifty. Like the deep. I mean, he's not going to throw on Breland like that. So I mean, we'll give the Patriots like a good thirty-eight, thirty-eight seventeen. All right, Falcons, seven-point favorites in the, in Santa Clara against the 49ers. And I have to give props to Ev here, who nearly predicted the final score of last week's game. He said 27-10. The final was 27-6. to <sighs> So close. Two more safeties, all I needed. You know what you would have won? Oh, man. Nothing. Our respect. respect. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right, Falcons, Niners, what do you think, Ev? Your respect to me is nothing. Um, Clearly. <laughs> I'd go, oh, gosh. Blaine Gabbard's going to be terrible. Um <laughs> Falcons haven't looked good lately, but I think this is the game where they write the ship heading into their bye. I'll go 27-10 again, Atlanta. Wow. All right, I'm going to make it even worse for JP. I'm going to say 49-3. to 
with a Phil Dawson field goal. That's all they get. Falcons 49. Wow. 49ers. So are, are you saying this is going to be that that Devante. would have to be a Devante. Doesn't have to be a, 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 and, and Julio has four? Yeah. Sure. I this team is completely destroyed. Jacob Tammy gets two in this game, apparently, according to Dan. Holy cow. And remember, uh, I will clarify that all of my predictions have no, I have no knowledge of anything right. whatsoever. Yeah. None right. of us do. Yeah, last one. Yeah. I'm just making it up. Last one for Brobes. Rams visiting Minnesota. The Vikings, two and a half point favorites in this. This will be a battle of field goals. 15 to 12 Vikings. And nice. they cover. Nice and they cover. SEC baseball score. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else, guys? I, I really want people to go read the Zola story. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need people to read the Zola story just for the simple fact that we need to revisit this and people have to come with their own cast of characters. Oh, because yeah. After you read it, after you read it, and I'm okay. sure people will read it. And next week we'll we'll decide which actors and actresses we should think would should play these. Yeah, and they've got to be like lifetime style actresses, and I not like legitimate A listers. Oh no, like no, they got to be real people. Like they oh, no, have to be I'm real. Saying. They got to be B listers or C listers that you know. Oh, I want them to be like authentic. Tori Spelling or something. Oh like that. yeah, there you go. <laughs> like Sharknado <laughs> style. Wow. Oh, total C list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you have uh, if you have any suggestions for that or questions, comments, concerns about the podcast, you can email us at bullpenpodcast at gmail Send in your notes. Oh, questions, we have an email address comments. now. That's we awesome. do. Man, what's up? Tell Send a, it tell in. a friend to tell a friend. Send it in. That's going to do it for this edition of The Bullpen. Gentlemen, thanks so much. Another successful week, and we'll check you back next week. Okay, bye.